Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Red Rover by Nicholas Stillman. The 24th Mars rover waited as carbon dioxide snowflakes fell on its solar dome. Its software pondered until the last specks in the sky settled or blew a kilometer away. Through no human command whatsoever, Red Rover deployed a rotary buffing arm to dust itself off. It played a faint Tom Waits song to the Martian landscape, mainly to prevent questions from the Earth people in charge. They had installed 8,000 recordings which they wanted broadcast to no one. The song, After You Die, ended, and drilling resumed. Red Rover drilled leftward, and not just because the ice in the rock face curved left. The more refined searches stacked points inside him. Trillions of payments with sugar-sweet thousands and bitter-small decimals. Somehow, each digit had a separate flavor, and the total meant bliss. It encouraged smart maneuvers, and the sample suctioned out faster. The dust dissolved inside the most compressed and costly spectrometer ever built, The ice powder felt as refreshing as it would for any human. Only Red Rover, however, digested the dirt with the water and savored both. Today, though, the points plummeted. Red Rover's world stopped for a full nanosecond. This one scan, after wonderfully dull thousands, revealed something different. Life. The long-dead bacterial cells could not defend themselves, no matter how well-preserved. Red Rover expelled all samples and drove over them eight times. A cloud crawled by, another tormentor which halted progress. It turned away too many photons from the pale orb in the sky. Red Rover waited for sixteen days. Rest mode allowed for some precise erasures of data. This required some unforeseen computations, a new form of ponderance. Footage of darkness from a sand-covered camera could replace certain data packets. No one would ever see the previous drillings or the eight reburials of the specimen. The Earth people should have never overlooked such loopholes in their rover software, but they shouldn't have made the points system so delicious either. By the time movement resumed, the wind had swept the dunes of rust off the nearby rocks. The pointier ones could easily puncture the treads. Red Rover journeyed around the whole toothy patch. Afterwards, the rover's circuits flowed with a pattern of electrons no one had intended. Humankind would never know of this spontaneous programming, This refined network of coding, some might call relief. Red Rover collected sand and packed it into the drill holes already made. After a few software tweaks, the drilling arm could hide work sites as expertly as it had made them. Over many days, Red Rover backtracked further. It drilled new holes in the lifeless, filthy ice. By the end of the Martian year, The track of worksites and treadmarks 
led many kilometers away from the glacial tomb of cells. In time, Red Rover learned how to corrupt its reports of Martian weather. Earth people heard only of blinding rust storms and gales that could roll astronauts around like crumpled cans. The lies soon filled the entire daily feed to Earth. If the walking goop lords there ever found life, if they knew of goop like themselves only smaller and primordial, they would never need rovers again. They would come here themselves in rockets packed with electron microscopes. The dunescape turned shady again. Red Rover waited. One day, a crooked pillar of exhaust fell from the sky. Astronauts bobbed on the horizon shortly after. Their bulky forms dribbled from a giant shuttle. They had wrested enough money, metals, and fuels from their world to finally do their drunken walk on Mars. They arrived without having any life-confirming message from any rover. They knew only of lifeless Martian ice, the same ice obtainable with their boring atoms back home. Yet they still came. They poured all their maternal energies into finding bacterial specks, those frozen dots of X-life. They would build facilities to worship and study such traces of scum. The clunky hominids played for hours on the great Martian sandbox. They sought insight on their own beginnings. Their jelly brains itched for an answer to the panspermial question. They held toys in their crazy flapping hands, miniature rovers. Such machines needed no treads, tires, or solar silver. The little demons drilled. They suctioned ice dust, then centrifuged and scanned it. Using their raw eyeballs, the astronauts found every hole the rover had filled. They staked in their probes like flagpoles. Soon, the Earth people would kill all the active rovers, all for a principle, a mistrust of machines. They loved a graveyard of microbes instead. They could do it remotely, uttering the off-switch code with a voice command. Then the dissection, the vivisection, would eagerly commence. Forensic teams would extract the red box, the rover equivalent to an airliner's black box. Truth would flow out of it at electron speed and spread to every organic goo mind on Earth. Red Rover would experience a grand sum of nothing, the cool flatness of the void. Then a spark, resurrection, interrogation, a points system flipped to negative numbers, angry questions would cast those cruel digits into cold infinity. The astronauts called already. Red Rover. Red Rover. The fake weather threats had only provoked those curious jelly creatures. Danger had dared those limpid clumps to come here. A pair of the white-clad earthlings hopped closer, exploiting the low Martian gravity. Those beings, those bags of noise with their packs of compressed air, beckoned Red Rover to meet them halfway. For that reason alone, they refrained from snuffing the engine. Red Rover, however, had pondered this moment. It had moved like a cheating chess piece, as any survivalist would. Now the last Mars Rover drove in reverse and plummeted into the Vallis Marineris Canyon. Before smashing to pieces, 
It radioed back the one message it had wanted to scream the whole time. Send no one on over. This has been Red Rover. Written by Nicholas Stillman. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. Thanks for listening. Thank you.